how do you start a podcast for your business? How do you make sure that it aligns with your brand, that it speaks to your customers and your prospects and the people that you want to reach, your ideal listeners? How do you grow it? How do you publish it and distribute it? And is it actually a good idea for you and your business? I'll be answering all those questions and more in this episode. Welcome to the Honest Marketing Podcast, where you learn proven strategies to grow your business without selling your soul. And starting a branded podcast is one of the best ways to grow your business in 2023 and beyond. And the biggest reason why is that more and more companies are seeing the value of getting into content marketing, where instead of paying for ads and impressions, you are creating a media arm of your company that serves your customers, serves your clients, serves your ideal customer avatar, and helps them in their buying journey with whatever problems you solve to make your company the answer to their problems. But it's not a sales-oriented content strategy. It's a service-oriented one. So when we talk about growing your business without selling your soul, content marketing, specifically podcasts, is a fantastic way to do that. And the reason that podcasts is in my opinion, the best medium to start with is because when someone subscribes to a podcast, more than likely they will listen to every single episode all the way through, which on average ends up being about 30 minutes. So imagine getting 30 minutes of uninterrupted quality time with your ideal prospect every single week. That's the power of podcasting, where with YouTube, you're lucky if you get three minutes of someone's attention on social media, they uh, will measure video views as three seconds. That counts as a video few. If someone reads a blog, you're looking at two to three minutes. And with all of those other platforms, you're fighting with an algorithm to get between you and the person you're trying to serve. Whereas with podcasting, when someone subscribes to your show, they automatically receive every single episode in their app, no matter what. So you have a direct connection with your audience. You get prolonged exposure to that audience. And because it's a newer medium, you have less competition that there's anywhere between 150,000 and 200,000 active podcasts at any given point in time. So even though there's a lot of podcasts that are out there, if you think about your industry and the things that you're going to be talking about, your competition is actually relatively low. And so podcasting is a fantastic medium for getting in front of your ideal customer, building a relationship with them, and then getting them into that buying phase where they're ready to do business with you instead of your competitors. So that's why Starting a branded podcast is really, really smart. And in this episode, I'm going to break down every single thing that you need to know in order to successfully launch a branded podcast. And branded podcast simply meaning a podcast for your brand, for your business, for your company. Now, I'm going to cover a lot of information. If you want kind of a checklist that you can follow, uh, I'll drop a link to a guide that I put together that has a lot of the information I'm going to be sharing with you and helpful links for gear and software and things that I mentioned. So if you want to click on that, you can access that guide with step-by-step how to go through this process. Uh, And then I'll also leave links to everything that I mentioned as well in the show notes for your uh, convenience. All right. So Let's dive in. The first thing that you need to decide, first couple of things you'll need to decide. Number one, what is the key performance metric that you care the most about? Now, if you are starting a true crime podcast or you're hoping somewhere down the line to sell sponsorships or ads, then the metric that you care the most about is downloads. How many downloads can you get per episode? But if you're a business, downloads are more than likely going to be a secondary metric of success. 
Your primary metrics are going to be things like new leads, new customers. If you're in the B2B space, networking with other businesses and other people. So the Honest Marketing Podcast is essentially a B2B podcast where the strategy is interviewing people that could potentially be clients of mine. That's the strategy. You know, I'll just lay it out right here. And so if you're invited as a guest on this podcast, it's because I want to create a connection with you because you have something valuable to offer to the people that listen to my podcast. And then there may be some overlap where you have a need in the in your marketing that I can fill. And so that's the value of this podcast. So how many downloads it gets or how popular it gets is secondary to the primary metric of success, which is, am I able to use this podcast to get access to people I wouldn't normally be able to access and build really good rapport with them and network with, with them and connect with them, all right? So if you're in a B2B space, that may be the strategy, the metric that you care the most about. How can you use a podcast to supercharge your outreach? And if you're in a B2C space where you have a mass market product, whether you're in e-commerce or something like that, then your key performance metric is either going to be increase in sales as a result of your podcast, if everything else stays the same, or providing some kind of free opt-in or unique coupon code that you can attribute to your podcast and then track how many new uh, sales you get or how many new customers you get because of your podcast. So those are the kind of metrics that as a business make more sense for determining the success of your podcast. And the reason it's important to know that upfront is because you want everything to drive back to that. And you want to have a really clear understanding of what success looks like. So in my instance for this podcast, Honest Marketing, do I want it to have a ton of downloads? Sure. I would prefer that over the alternative. But if this show only gets 100 downloads or 150 downloads or 200 downloads, but I'm I'm able to track that like every single month I get a new client that's worth you know, a couple thousand dollars or more to me and my business, that makes it worth it. So it doesn't ultimately matter how many downloads I get as long as that metric continues to grow. And so you wanna be super disciplined about bringing everything back to why are we doing this? How is this helping us grow the business and be super disciplined about that? And that will also inform all the other decisions that you make about your podcast. With the second thing being, decide who your podcast is going to be for. Who are you creating this for? Who is your ideal listener? Who is the person that this podcast is going to serve and make their life infinitely better? Is it going to be your customers? Is it prospects? Is it people that know who you are as a company or people that don't know who you are? Is it other professionals in your industry? Are you trying to separate yourself from the other companies in your industry by creating a podcast, by getting into content marketing before them and being an early mover in your space? Who is it for? Because ultimately, when you start trying to decide the things that you talk about and how you talk about them, you always want to come back to serving the person that you have in your mind. And so for this podcast, the ideal listener is a business owner, entrepreneur, or chief marketing officer. That is who this podcast is designed to serve. When I think about bringing on guests, when I think about topics to cover, that is the person that I have in mind that I'm trying to help. Okay, and so you want to decide who is the person you're trying to help with this podcast. And then whenever you have a question about what to talk about, how to talk about it, who to bring on as a guest, answer the question from the standpoint of them, of your listener. Is this something they would want to listen to or not? And let that be the filter versus is this the thing that I feel like talking about? Now, once you have those things out of kind of like out of the way, some smaller things to to decide up front are things like, you know, who 
is this ultimately, who is this podcast ultimately meant to represent? Is it your business or your company? Or is it a personal brand that you're building? So if you own your business or you're an entrepreneur and you want to start a podcast, is the podcast going to be centered around you and your reputation and your social media reach? Or is it going to be for the company that you own? Is that going to be the primary brand that you're trying to build with this podcast? Now, if you already have a social media following, then I would encourage you to go in that direction of building a personal brand as the owner or the CEO or the founder of your company. But if not, and if you're really trying to complement other pieces of marketing with your business, whether it's social media marketing, Google and Facebook ads, blog, other content marketing that you have, it may be better to center the podcast around your business. And then the last thing to, to kind of decide up front before we get into the nuts and bolts of what your podcast should be about is decide if you want to add video or stick with audio. YouTube is becoming much more important in the content marketing space as social media platforms are starting to, you know, get more and more serious about suppressing organic reach. Uh, you know, LinkedIn is probably the next one to fall where right now you can still get some pretty good organic reach, but in the future, it's gonna be pay to play just like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, TikTok is very organic, but that is quickly becoming a monetized uh monetized platform. YouTube is one of the few social media platforms that has search that actually works. It's the number two search engine in the world behind Google and wants to get your content in front of people. It's actually trying to help you with organic reach. And not only that, but recently uh, one of the key uh, institutes that tracks uh, consumer behavior uh, did a survey and YouTube was the number one place where people said they listen to podcasts. So that platform is becoming much more important for podcasting moving forward. But in order to be successful, you really need to have a video component, even if it's just recording you recording your podcast like I'm doing. And so decide upfront if YouTube is going to be a part of your plans or not, because it is great. It just requires some more resources to pull off and do it well. Audio only is easier to start, but you lack a lot of the findability and the organic reach that YouTube gives you. So decide upfront, do you wanna stick with audio and do an audio only podcast or do you want to add video? Cause that will impact some of the decisions you make with your podcast, okay? So those are the things you need to decide upfront. What's the key performance metric that you care the most about and really be disciplined about pursuing that and measuring that? Uh, who is this podcast ultimately gonna be for? Who's your ideal listener? Is this podcast that you're starting gonna be tied to your personal brand or to your company's brand? And do you want to add video or stick with audio? Those are the things that you wanna decide upfront in order to set you up for success with your branded podcast. So now let's talk about the podcast itself, the show concept. What's gonna separate your show from every other podcast that's out there? And the thing that you'll answer upfront is, well, what do you wanna talk about? What are the topics? What are the concepts? What are the, the keywords that you want to go after if you're thinking about search engine optimization and SEO and findability? And what is, you know, what kinds of things are going to be serving your ideal listener? So are you trying to position your company as a trusted authority in your industry? More than likely, the answer is yes. Uh, so then beyond that, what is your ideal listener need that doesn't exist yet? What's a show that would serve the person that you're trying to help, whether that's a prospect, clients? you know, trying to gain some market share. What is something that exists that would appeal to them that doesn't exist yet? And then once you've identified like, okay, this is the angle 
that our brand is in a position to help. These are topics we can cover. These are our strengths. This is our expertise. This is the wisdom that we have that we could offer that will be helpful for people in the buying journey. And a podcast is the medium we're going to use to do that. Then you want to identify kind of like a, like a tagline that summarizes the value proposition of your show. Why should someone listen to your podcast? And really succinctly put that in 10 words or less. And it takes some time from when you start and give it your first shot at, you know, what your podcast is going to be about and why it matters until you distill it down to kind of like your final tagline. So for honest marketing, the tagline is proven strategies to grow your business without selling your soul. That's 10 words precisely. And it communicates the value of this show. And so if you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, or somebody who's the head of marketing at your company, and you want to grow your business, like you care about getting more revenue so you can continue to pay your employees and, and maintain and grow profitability, but you want to do it with integrity, then that tagline would really appeal to you and the things that you care about, right? And so when you have that tagline, you now have a filter for why someone should listen to you versus all the other shows that are in your category, right? So that would hopefully communicate why someone would listen to this podcast over any of the tens of other marketing podcasts that they could, okay? So once you identify like the missed opportunity or the opportunity no one's really taking advantage of that you can speak to and come up with topics really easily to talk about, then identify like a, a sentence or a tagline that clearly communicates that to your ideal listener. And this could be simply repurposing content you already have. And so if you've already done a lot of uh, SEO research and you have a blog or you have handouts and guides and video series that you know perform well and that your prospects and customers and clients already like and appreciate, just create podcast versions of those. That could be the first episodes that you do as you get up to speed. But you really want to be disciplined about serving your ideal listener and creating content that's just for them. So once you know what you want to talk about and you have that tagline, then you want to come up with the name of your podcast, something that clearly communicates the value of the podcast, but isn't too obscure or too obtuse or too cute. Uh, you want it to be really obvious when someone sees your podcast in a directory or an app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you want them to immediately know if it's for them or not. And so you want the name of your podcast to communicate that. And so here are some examples of really good podcast names, how to buy a home. That's also the tagline of the show, but it would also be the name of the show. How do you want to buy a house? You want to buy a home? Here's a podcast just for you. How to start a podcast. Another great podcast name, B2B marketing show. So if you run a marketing agency and you work with B2B clients, B2B marketing, marketing show would be a fantastic podcast name because if one of your clients or prospects sees that, they're going to think that's for me. Modern church leader, this week in tech. These are all really good podcast names because it clearly communicates the value of the show to your ideal listener. And they can quickly decide, is this for them or not? Now, should you put your business name in the name of your podcast? My recommendation is no, because there's another field called the artist field where you can put the name of your business. Now, if this is a personal brand that you're building, you want to put your name in that field um, when you're setting up your podcast and your podcast host. And I'll tell you a little bit about that here in a second. Uh, but you don't need to put your name or your business's name in the name of your podcast. Now let's talk about formats. What's going to be the format of your show? Uh, there's two main formats that work really well for branded podcasts. 
The first one is interview style episodes where you as the host or somebody on your team is hosting the episodes and they're asking questions about guests that you bring on and you get a new guest every single week. This could be uh, prospects. So people that are kind of in your industry, but you're not doing business with them yet. So this would be really great if you're in the B2B space. Uh, could be customers trying to get testimonials and uh, people to share their story of how your business has helped them and helped their make their life better. And you wanna use that as leverage to then convince other people that are on the fence that there, you are the business to do business with. Uh, it could be other members of your company, other members of your team, and you want to highlight uh, expertise within your company. So maybe it's not the business owner or the founder that's hosting the show. It could be someone on the marketing team. And then they interview people from within the company to share that expertise in a way that's valuable to either the customers you currently have, if you want to you know, reduce churn, or for customers that you are going to have and you want them to get to know you as a company better and to feel confident that you know what you're doing and that you can really solve their problems. Or it could be people that you're trying to network with, which is my strategy for this podcast. And so with an interview show, you just set up a time to record that interview. You come ready with some questions that you want to ask, and then you have a great conversation all through the filter of, is this helping my ideal listener and making their life better. On the flip side, another format you could go with is a solo format, which is exactly what this episode is. It's just me talking, sharing information that's either informative or entertaining to help you and make your life better in some way. So comedy podcasts, it's all about the entertainment, right? But you're not learning how to do anything in particular. You're not acquiring a skill. Or it could be more information focused. So like breaking down uh, something desirable into steps that someone can follow, which is what this episode is. So you can either do only interview, only solo, or you just have one person talking, or a mix of the two, which is what I do on this podcast. So those are the two that I recommend to start with. There are other formats you can pursue, but when you're first getting started, those are the first two that I would recommend you start with just to eliminate complexity and make it easy to get going. Then the last thing that you wanna think about for your show concept is branding, specifically the artwork or the graphic associated with your podcast. So when someone is scrolling and looking for new shows in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the first thing they see is that square piece of artwork. And that is your first impression. That matters so, so much for podcast discoverability and for when you're sharing the, the show to actually get people to listen to an episode. And the reason the artwork is so important is because listeners will determine if your show is worth listening to based on how much effort you put into that piece of artwork, that single graphic. And if it looks like you know, you gave it to a college intern who whipped something up in Microsoft Paint, then that's going to be what they think the show is going to be. That's going to be their impression of the quality of the show that they're listening to. If, on the other hand, you have really professionally designed artwork, then that's going to give the opposite impression that this is a show that they can be confident is going to be worth their time. Because remember, when someone subscribes to listen to a podcast and they listen to an episode to decide if it's good for them, they're listening for like 30 or 40 minutes. Like there's a, there's a lot of costs to count. There's a lot of things they could do with that time. And they're trying to decide if they should spend it listening to your show. And so you want the artwork to leave a really good first impression to convince your listeners that it's worth listening to. So either have a professional graphic designer on your team, create something, or if you don't have a graphic designer 
on your company's payroll. You can use a service like 99designs where you can get professionally designed artwork done for you. Um, and it's relatively inexpensive, typically around $300 per uh, artwork. And it's really fantastic. I've always had good results with that particular service. So your podcast cover art, super, super important. So just to recap, we're looking at your show's concept. You have to identify what are you going to talk about? What kind of topics? What kind of um, you know things are important? What kind of things can you speak into? What does your listener want to hear? What do they want to learn about? How can you make their life better? Then you want to identify your tagline, the 10 words or less that describe your show and nothing else. Once you've identified that tagline, what are you going to name your podcast and how do you make it really clear who it's for? and really appeal to the person you're trying to reach. Then decide which format you want to lean into more, either an interview format or a solo format, and then make sure you set aside some resources to make some fantastic podcast artwork because that will really go a long way in helping grease the skids once you launch that show to really gain some traction. Now that you've got all that out of the way, Let's get into the nuts and bolts of the things that you're going to need to actually produce this podcast, starting with gear. And gear can be one of the things that really overwhelms people when they're first starting a podcast. So I'm just going to give you a shopping list of things to buy. So the first thing you'll need is a microphone. You don't want to use the microphone on your phone or you know on your laptop. It's not going to be the high quality that you want to represent your company. The microphone I recommend is the Samson Q2U. You can find it on Amazon for less than $70 typically, and it comes with everything you need. It comes with a microphone, comes with a little stand, comes with a USB cable so you can plug it right in your computer, and it comes with an XLR cable, which is a traditional analog uh, kind of music cable uh, that can be helpful if you have more people that you're recording in the same place. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But that microphone is the perfect beginning podcast microphone. Are there others that you can pursue? Sure. Are there more expensive models that you can buy and give you some measure of increased audio quality? Sure. But nothing that you'll notice. The Samsung Q2U sound quality is just as good to the average listener as those really high-end multi-hundred dollar microphones. So just get the Q2U, don't even think twice about it, and you're good to go. Now, you'll also want a set of headphones so that way when you are recording interviews or you're setting up and getting ready to record your solo episode, you can hear yourself in your microphone to know that all your audio levels are good, that you're getting a good strong signal, that the guest has the right microphone input selected, all that kind of stuff, uh, and just be able to continuously monitor your sound. Any headphones will do. It can just be a pair that you have lying around. It could be those Apple earbuds, uh, which also have a little microphone in them if your guest is in a pinch and doesn't have one. But any headphones will do, but you'll definitely want to get a pair of headphones to help with monitoring your sound. Now, if you are recording multiple people in the same place, so let's say that you're doing in-person interviews at your company's office building, you will need an audio interface. So laptops and computers in general do not work well when you are plugging multiple USB microphones into them. There are some workarounds, but they're not very reliable. And so instead, what you want to use is a USB interface where it takes multiple microphones with XLR cables and then shoots out a USB cable that you can plug into your computer and record with. And the interface that I recommend is the Audient Evo 8. Again, I'll leave links to all this gear in the show notes if you want to go and check it out. It's $200 and it can take up to four microphones. So you don't have to worry about, you know, hey, we have an episode where we want to interview two guests and the interface that we chose only had two microphone inputs. Just get this one interface, it's 200 bucks, give you four mic inputs 
and you'll be set. You won't have to worry about it at all. I should say that you should buy a Samsung Q2U for every person that's going to consistently be on the podcast. And so if you are consistently going to be doing interviews in person at your office, get two Samsung Q2Us or get three of them. Um, If you have multiple people and you're going to be recording from different places, each from your home offices, and you're going to record over the internet, we're going to talk about that here in a second, then send every person a Samsung Q2U. But you don't necessarily need an audio interface. It's just if you're trying to plug in multiple microphones into the same laptop at the same time, you'll need this interface. And then uh, if you have some extra budget and you want to get the most out of your Q2U, I highly recommend also buying a boom arm, which is what I use to basically hold up my microphone and put it right next to my mouth so I can get really crisp audio quality. And the one that I use, the one that I recommend is the Rode PSA-1 boom arm. Uh, It's a fantastic boom arm. It'll run you about $100. And so it is an accessory that's a nice to have. It's not exactly cheap, but it's really well built. I've had mine for, I think, five years and have had no problems with it. Um, you can buy cheaper ones, but they typically will will wear and tear pretty quickly and will start to get squeaky on you, which is not what you want for uh, audio quality purposes. So that's one that I recommend, uh, but don't feel like you have to have it. It's just a nice add-on if you want to get the most out of your Q2U. So that's all the gear that you need. You know, microphone, Samsung Q2U, any pair of headphones you have laying around. If you're recording multiple people in the same place, you'll need an audio interface like the Audient Evo 8. And if you have some extra money to throw towards some gear, Get a boom arm for your microphones. That's all you need. That's literally all that you need to start a podcast. But what about video? If you're doing a video podcast, you can start with your phone. iPhones and Google Pixels have pretty fantastic cameras nowadays. You can just set it up in landscape mode, so horizontal, and just record the video at the same time that you're recording the audio. Or if you're doing uh, long distance interviews with people over Zoom, for instance, you can just record the video with your webcam. And that's a perfectly fine place to start. Again, this is about starting a branded podcast. You can get more professional down the road, but as far as gear to get started with video, just use a camera that you already have, whether it's your cell phone or a webcam that you can use to record your episodes. Now, once you have all that gear, how do you actually record your episodes? What what do you need to do that? What kind of software do you need? So if you're recording either a solo podcast or you're recording an in-person interview, then you'll want to use an audio software like GarageBand, which is an Apple-specific software. So if you have a MacBook, GarageBand already comes on your computer, more than likely. Or Audacity, which is a free software that you can download that works on Windows computers, Apple computers, and even Linux machines, if you're one of the four people in the world that uses Linux. And when you open up that software... It'll ask you to select your microphone inputs, your audio outputs, which would be your headphones, and then you can start and stop your recordings. And you can record all the microphones into that software and capture your audio episode. If you're recording in different places though, so let's say that you are at your home office and you wanna record a guest that's on the other side of the country, it doesn't quite make sense to fly out there for the episode uh, to do that interview. You can use software like Zoom or Google Meets if you already have those software options available to you, if you already have subscriptions to those. But if you want that high quality audio that's really gonna set your podcast apart, I recommend Riverside.fm, where for between 20 and $25 a month, you can get super crisp, high quality audio over the internet. That's what I use when I record interviews for this podcast. Uh, It also records video. So if you end up doing YouTube and doing a video podcast, you can also use it for recording the video portion as well. 
So that's the software that I recommend. And again, all the links are in the show notes below and in the guide that there is a link to if you want it all in a simple checklist that you can use to start your podcast, okay? So that's how you're gonna record. You're just gonna use some software, whether it's local on your computer or an internet-based software like Zoom or Riverside. And then once you have recorded your episode, how do you edit it? How do you polish it up to kind of cut the beginning and the end off, remove any pieces in the middle that you don't want to make it into the final episode? How do you do that? How do you accomplish that? Well, the software that we use to record typically will also allow you to edit. So Audacity and GarageBand, both free softwares that allow you to cut pieces and move things around and add music and things like that. Um, So you can use those softwares to do that. And when you're thinking about music, for your podcast, because typically you want to find a music file that uh, you know jives with the the vibe and the feel of your show that reflects kind of the personality of your business. You want to f- choose something from what's called a royalty-free music website. So rather than choosing an Ariana Grande track or a Taylor Swift track or a Brad Paisley track, you would have to pay royalties to those recording labels every time you used it, which makes your podcast prohibitively expensive. So rather than doing that, You want to go to a website like Soundstripe or Epidemic Sound, where you can purchase the rights to use a track in perpetuity without paying a royalty, hence royalty-free, and you don't have to worry about getting sued or taken down from platforms like Spotify and YouTube. So when you're editing your podcast episodes and trying to figure out like how do you add music, that's the kind of music you want to go for. But then ultimately, what I encourage most businesses to do is to outsource editing your podcast. The reason being that... You want your time to be spent growing your business, getting more clients, and you know increasing the efficiency of your team to increase profits. That is enough work in and of itself. You don't need to also become an audio editing expert. It's much. It's a much better use of your time to focus on building your company versus editing a podcast. And so there are podcast production agencies like mine, Honest Podcasts, that work with companies take those files that you've recorded in Audacity, GarageBand, Riverside, or Zoom and edit all the things, all the episodes, create show notes, social media, promotional graphics, thumbnails for YouTube, all of that. Uh, So if you're interested in potentially working with me, you can go to uh, the link in the description below and and set up a time. We can get on a strategy call and kind of talk through what that would look like. Uh, But ultimately, you want to have a budget set aside to edit your podcast episodes with a podcast production agency. That's going to be the best bang for your buck as a branded podcast because you're going to get better quality because it's not going to sound like somebody just trying to figure out how to edit an audio file for the first time. So you want it to really reflect your brand well. Um, And it's going to be cheaper than bringing it in-house. So for me and my company, our packages start at $1,500 a month to do everything, all the editing, all the publishing, show notes, social media materials, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you were to hire someone with that skill set for your company, you're looking at at least fifty or sixty thousand dollars in salary, plus benefits, plus taxes. Um, so significantly more expensive. Now, once you've edited your podcast episodes and you're ready to put them out there, how do you actually distribute them in places where people can listen? How do you get them off your computer and into places where people can subscribe to your show, listen, and share it? So you're going to need what's called a podcast hosting platform. In the same way that when you set up a website, you need a web hosting platform, uh, a company that will store your website on a server somewhere and then make it available 
to, tr- to internet traffic, you need a company that will store your podcast episodes and then distribute new episodes out to directories and apps like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the podcast host that I use that I recommend is Buzzsprout. It's by far the easiest to use, has the best feature set that I have found for branded podcasts and is relatively inexpensive as well. So you're not paying an arm and a leg to store your audio files. Uh, And you can start on a free plan as well if you're just tipping your toe into it they have a free plan to get started. And Buzzsprout also has lots of guides and tutorials for getting set up and getting started, entering all the details, uploading your artwork, getting distributed in those different apps and directories. They have some great tutorials. And then also, if you're gonna get into YouTube, you wanna create a YouTube channel for your company. So remember before where we talked about the, the name of your podcast doesn't also need the name of your company in it? For your YouTube channel, you want the name of your YouTube channel to be your company or the name of your podcast, if it's a branded podcast, put your name if it's your personal brand. And so if it's, you know, I'm trying to grow Travis Albritton, then the YouTube channel would be Travis Albritton and the videos on there would be from whatever the podcast is that I'm producing. But if I want it to be for my podcast, then I would create an honest marketing or an honest podcast YouTube channel. So Similar for you, if you're creating this podcast as a part of your business's brand, you want the YouTube channel to be for your business. So you can also post other videos there, like feature videos, testimonials, you know, uh, webinars and events and things like that, and use the podcast as a way to drive traffic and awareness of those other things that you are doing. So you'll definitely also want to set up a YouTube channel to host and distribute all of your video content. So then once you've got all that set up, You've got the name of your show. You know what you're going to talk about. You started recording episodes. You've edited some of those episodes and you've put them into uh, distribution platforms like Buzzsprout and YouTube. It's time to launch. It's time to get the word out there and actually get this thing going. The best thing you can do right off the bat is create and publish a short teaser early. So the reason that you will want to do this is one, when you're getting listed in apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, they need a live episode in order to publish in that app. And so, and each one has a different uh, amount of time that it takes to get approved in their platform. And so that allows you to start the process early to make sure you're available everywhere once episode one comes out. The other reason is that people can already go ahead and start subscribing to your show on the platform that they enjoy listening to podcasts on so that when episode one comes out, you can get a lot of downloads right away. So create a short teaser trailer that you can publish everywhere ahead of episode one so you can start getting the word out and then use every single marketing lever at your disposal. So mention it in your newsletter for the weeks or months leading up to the launch of episode one. Use your social media platforms, both personal and the company's social media platforms to let people know it's coming out. Share that great podcast artwork that you came out with uh, in order to, to raise awareness and so people know that it's coming. Internal team communications. If you have a team or a company of 100, 150 employees, that could be your first 100, 150 listeners if you tell everybody about it and give them a link to go and subscribe and listen. Share it with your friends and family. Ask yourself, who do I know who would enjoy listening to this show, even if it's simply to support me and share a link directly with them. You can run a contest or a giveaway giving out an Amazon gift card or something like that as an incentive for people to subscribe to the show and maybe even leave a review in a place like Apple Podcast and feature it on your website. You're already getting website traffic to your business. 
why not also tell them they can go and listen to a podcast? And so if you have a drop-down menu somewhere in the top right corner of your website or a feature section or something like that, put your podcast, your new podcast there and have a page on your website dedicated to your podcast. In short, every marketing lever you can throw at your podcast, especially at the beginning, take advantage of it because that will help you build momentum early on. So that's it. That's all you need to start a branded podcast. Now, I know that was a lot of information, like a fire hose amount of information. So again, if you want uh, this in a written form that you can follow along and kind of check things off as you do them, make sure that you go and get access to that guide. There's a link in the show notes below. You can do that and download it. And then two last pieces of advice that I'll give you as you're starting out. Number one being, try to stay at least four weeks ahead on episode production. So when you are publishing an episode, you want at least four more weeks of episodes done. The reason is because, hey, what if you wanna go on vacation? What if you wanna take a break? What if you're sick and you can't talk for a week? If every single week you're on the treadmill of trying to create a new episode, that's a stressful place to live. But if instead you can focus on getting ahead and staying ahead, that's gonna make it a lot easier to take breaks, to not get burned out and to stick with it longer. The second thing that I'll mention is don't try and make it perfect right out of the gate, especially if you're doing it all yourself. If you're paying a podcast production company, you want it to be fantastic immediately. But if it's up to you, you're recording it, you're editing it, you're doing everything, don't feel the pressure of trying to make it perfect. Just make it as good as you can right now, knowing it will get better. And episode 100 of a podcast is always different than episode one. And you can't start working on things, tweaking things, experimenting, unless you put something out there and see what people say. And then one last bonus tip, now that I'm thinking about it here at the end, how frequently should you publish new episodes? My advice is always to publish on a weekly cadence if you can. So that means picking a day of the week and every single week publishing at that time. So for the Honest Marketing Podcast, it's every Tuesday morning. Every single Tuesday, when you get in your car to go to the gym, to go to work, to go run errands, there's a new episode waiting for you. And if you can create that routine for your listeners, they're much more likely to come back and continue to listen to you. If you're publishing sporadically, if it's every week and then you do twice a week and then you take a month off and then you come back, it's really gonna kill any momentum that you build with your marketing because there's no sense of uh, you know anticipation of new content. If you can't do weekly, then every other week is fine too. But whatever you choose, stick with it because then you'll create an expectation for your listeners and they'll know when to check back in. So I hope that was really helpful and gave you everything that you need in order to start a branded podcast for your company. If you wanna reach out and uh, potentially utilize me and my expertise to help you launch and start a branded podcast, you can just send me an email, hello at honestpodcasts.com. And I'd be happy to set up a strategy call and kind of talk through your marketing and if a podcast makes sense and what my advice would be. And if it's a good mutual fit, then we'll explore what that could look like launching and producing a podcast for your business. But hopefully, regardless of whether you use me, another podcast production agency, or do it yourself, that this episode give you everything you need to feel confident that you can start a podcast for your business and it's going to be worthwhile. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, be honest.